The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. special Friday edition of the EP Podcast on Veterans Day will include our final conversation of the season with Evergreen Park Mustangs head coach Jerry Verdi. The Mustangs unfortunately saw their season end last weekend. We will wrap up the season with the coach after spending the entire season with them each and every football Friday. And before that, we're going to visit with a local veteran as a mural is unveiled at Veterans Park in Evergreen Park. It's all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Statement saving special, 2.5%. 11-month CD at 3%. 26-month CD, 3.25. Stop in and see them at that iconic building, 95th and Pulaski. Check out the Total Access Checking Account. Get free ATMs nationwide and a $300 bonus. They got mobile banking tools, award-winning customer service, $100 required to open that. No minimum monthly balance or monthly maintenance fees. Member FDIC. The Village of Evergreen Park was out on Thursday night. A brand new mural unveiled at Veterans Park. We watched it with a local vet. And thank you everyone for coming tonight. I'm Kelly Burke, Mayor of Evergreen Park. And we are so happy and proud to present this unveiling of um, the mural. Evergreen Park resident Dan Doyle came to me with this idea about a year ago as a way to showcase some art in the community but also to get folks involved and he came up with the idea of a veterans mural at Veterans Park. These are beautiful and hopefully you'll have an opportunity to come up and look at them closer. So to our veterans who are here tonight, thank you for serving and protecting our freedoms. I would like to bring up uh, the artist Dan Doyle and have him say a few words. Uh, what, what Kelly Burke said, this was definitely a building community experience. It was really nice to see people drive by, get out, and uh, help with this painting. I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that came out tonight. Let's give a round to the artists that are here that help out tonight. And thank you to the vets, and thank you Evergreen Park. Veterans Park and we just watched the new mural get unveiled and you heard a little bit from Mayor Kelly Burke and the artist Dan Doyle both have been on the show so many times there's another guy that's been on our program so much here on the EP podcast uh, he's an author he's a veteran he lives here in Evergreen Park drives a Humvee around he's fun with children I don't know how else to describe you Eric Herrera's here how are you buddy I'm good how about yourself happy uh, happy Veterans Day is that is that how I say it Yes. Thank you for your service. Yes, tomorrow. So we'll be out and about in the Humvee tomorrow driving around. That's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, what do you think of the mural? Because uh, to describe it for people who have not seen it, it's it's all the insignias it looks like on the bottom. And then it's a silhouette on the top of all of the different branches. So it's all the branches insignias with a silhouette saluting above it. And I asked you, the first question I asked you was, did they get it right with the uniforms, the way they stand for each branch? Cause it's a little different for everybody. Uh, yeah, they, uh, they got every salute right. They even got the uniform right. Even though it's a silhouette, you could tell what the uniforms are. Uh, but yeah, down to the hats, uh, the covers, uh, even the Marine Corps belt. But I think it's kind of funny that the Army one is in fatigues and everyone else is in their formal wear. 
Army, we really don't care. We just come out in whatever. Yeah, yeah it, wor- it fits for you, right? <laughs> yeah, it's it perfect. Uh, I, uh, Mr. Doyle did his research and did a really good job on this. That's really cool. So what does it mean to you to see this? Uh, you know, we've talked about this before. People will come up, they'll thank you for your service, they'll do these kind of events and things like that. What, what does it mean for you that as you drive down the street here, this is California we're standing on, so it's going to get some traffic and it's also in a neighborhood where kids are going to play and they're going to come to the park and they're going to see it. What does it mean to you to see something like this put up as a permanent thing in Evergreen? Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, I I live by here and uh, we pass by this park all the time and be able to see this now all the time now is going to be really good. Yeah, right now it's a tough time for actually veterans. The number is going up for suicides, so it's up to 22 a day. We try to get that number down and get that awareness out there more. Um, but I, I have seen now that they are doing a lot better. You see billboards on 294, and you see the commercials now. And the awareness is getting out there, but uh, there's more that we could do for veterans. So I guess the message would be, this is great. It's awesome. It's a great thing by uh, the artist Dan Doyle and the Village of Evergreen Park. But uh, on top of thanking a vet for Veterans Day every day, make sure you're keeping an eye, you're, you're supportive, and then if they need somebody to talk to, you're an ear for them, right? Oh, I'm always here. I mean, I take the Humvee out to the car shows, too. And uh, we have veterans come up all the time and talk with us. And some of that short time, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, it's a little healing process for both me and the other veterans, too, be able to talk about it. I mean, I get guys come up to me, talk to me for about an hour, and they say, I never talk about this before in my life, anything about my military service. And just giving back, doing that, spreads the word out and gets the awareness out there and really helps out a lot. Eric Herrera, he is a Evergreen Park veteran standing here at the brand new mural. And uh, again, thank you for your service. Uh, happy Veterans Day. And everybody can check out his book. You can get it on Amazon and, and I'm, I'm sure at other places as well. Uh, a Bomb Hunter's Story by Eric Herrera. Thanks so much, my friend. Uh, thanks. Thanks, Chris. You have a good one. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. And joining me on the line right now, he's been with us all season long into the postseason head coach of the Evergreen Park Mustangs, Coach Jerry Verdi. How are you, Coach? I'm doing fine, Chris. Uh, did you dread talking to me this week? I, I I felt bad texting you and saying, can we talk now that the, the postseason has ended and, and the Mustangs were eliminated this past weekend? I felt bad sending you a text message. No, not at all. You know, it, it comes with the territory. I told you before, you know, um, you know, from a coaching standpoint, it, it was my 16th year to, as a head football coach, varsity head football coach, and and you know, there's only a handful of teams that are going to finish the season winning. You know, unless you don't make the playoffs and, and you're lucky enough to win week nine or you win a state championship, you're you're not going to end the the season with a win. And and uh, you know, you deal with it. And and you know, like I, like I told the kids, you know, it's it's abrupt. 
you know, you're, you're, you're locked in for so long practicing and proving and, and, and football is so immersive that you, you, you just kind of get washed away with it. And then, you know, you lose a game and you realize it's over, even though you'd already, you know, started planning practices for the next week and things like that. It's just, it's just the way things go. And, you know, there's only, like I said, a handful of teams that finish with a win. So St. Francis uh, defeats Evergreen Park 42 to nothing in Wheaton on a blue field in high winds and bad weather. So how did this happen? Give me give me a breakdown in your mind of of what happened in that game. What's the deciding factor? Is it a bunch of factors? Well, I'd love to just blame the weather and and uh, you know move on from there. But they they were playing under the same conditions that we were. Um, we ran into a team that was uh, you know bigger than us up front, and they were stronger and and uh, they had some really really uh, tough ball carriers. Um, you know you know carrying the football and. And we just, we physically struggled against them, you know. Um, offensively, it was very difficult for us to get anything going. Um, you know, we finished the game with uh, about, five, you know, five first downs and uh, obviously getting shut out. And, you know, defensively, there were times that we played well. We gave up the very first play of scrimmage. We gave up a 65-yard short pass touchdown. You know, it was a disappointing way to start the game, but we rallied from there. They were just a little too much for us on that particular day, and and you know them being a, a, you know bigger and stronger than us, it, it really took a toll that particular day. You know, if we were going to score against that team, it would have needed to be through through the passing game, and, and and passing, you know, on that field was was difficult. It was difficult for them, difficult for us, and and um, for for them, they were they were still able to run the ball. Talk about your team this year as a whole. What stood out to you about the Evergreen Park Mustangs? What stood out to you about uh, this 2022 team that you'll remember uh, as you go on in your coaching career? Well, there's a lot to celebrate. There really is. You know, we came into the season after after going six and three with a team that we, you know, we knew the year before was going to be a, a good team. And uh, I think we learned some really valuable lessons from, from the year before. We ended up going, if you remember last year, the, the 2021 season, we ended up going 6-3, and three, but we could have went 9-0, and oh, and we could have went 8-1, and one, and we could have went 7-2, and two, but we didn't. And some of those lessons were learned and were able to be carried over uh, into this year. We had uh, players that had experience from last year that really stepped up and and, um, you know, from the skill position standpoint, especially offensively, our younger players, you know, the guys that were, were, were juniors, you know, Dijon uh, Feliciano and, and, and Jed and, 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 you know, Tony Clay Jones and, and things, they, they really stepped up uh, the running game. And, and like we talked about right from the beginning, we knew line wise, you know, offensive line, defensive line, we would be improved from 2021. And we still think that made all the difference for us uh, during the regular season, you know, pulling off the, the three wins in a row there at the end. And, and um, you know, so no matter how you look at it, it was a season of growth for us, and um, we feel pretty good about that. You know, when you, when you take a glance at your schedule, and I look back at each and every week sitting down and talking with you here on the EP podcast and the progression of the team, you know, I remember we had two non-conference games at the beginning they're blowouts. You say, hey, you know, we play who we've got on the schedule. 
uh, th- those are those are different animals than, than playing in your conference games. You get into your conference, and your first four games in your conference, you go two and two. Uh, you, you win against Oak Lawn, which is a rivalry game. You win by seven points over Revis, but you lose to Richards, and you lose a game to Thornton Fractional South, which actually, I'm sorry, is a non-conference game as well. Uh, but you you lose to them, and you're you're two and two after coming out of those first two games. You're four and two overall. And it felt like from that point on, a switch got flipped. Like something was learned in the early part of the season that led to you with, you know, very convincing wins over Shepard, Blue Island, Argo, Comer. I mean, you you seem to be on such a roll. That's why the end result and the final game is so shocking, I think, to a lot of us because you were rolling those last four weeks. Talk about what happened midway through the season and why all of a sudden it seems like your team just got going. The, the first two games, the, the first two non-conference games, and, and we talked about before, were games that we really did think would be, when we scheduled them, would, would be competitive. And and um, they ended up you know, being uh, lopsided. And we didn't learn enough from those first two games, probably. It's hard to learn whether or not you're working hard enough when you're, you know, when when the results still are what they were. And um, what we ended up learning through the, the 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 next four games was we weren't working hard enough, even though we, you know, we were able to to come up with the win against Oakland and and come up with the win uh, against Revis. You know, the TF South game proved that that we weren't putting in the amount of work that needed to be put in, and. Um, that's pretty much the lesson that that really got learned and and the message you know that you're always sharing with the players you know from a coaching standpoint is you know for the last four weeks there it was earn the win and it was the same thing for the second round versus you know Wheaton St. Francis and um you know they just ended up being a better team than us uh you know on that day in particular for sure and, um, you know, did we work hard enough that week, you know, leading up into that uh, second round game? I, I think we did, but we also didn't have the greatest week of practice, you know, and, and the guys would be the first ones to, to tell you that. But the, the switch gets flipped after that TF South game. And, you know, we got on that nice roll and, and really credit the coaches and the kids combined on that one because, you know, the work put in and, and the quality of work put in was was excellent during that time. It really was. What carries over to next year? You're always kind of, it's always in the back of your mind what, what the future holds. And and I have asked myself, you know, that question. And, and, you know, we already have some of the younger guys trying to also, you know, have that conversation early. But you know, the first thing that, that, that hopefully changes is, is, is always going to be that, that concept of expectations. Where do you, what do you expect to be? Who do you expect to be? And an expectation for our program, you know, for a while was if we can get to five and four and slip into the playoffs, then, it, then it's a successful season. And I, I think over the last two years, the expectations have shifted from, you know, maybe five and four isn't good enough. You know, six and three is better. Seven and two is better. And learning from that and, and learning from the, the players that come before you in order to, you know, get off of the expectation of five and four that, that you know, it isn't good enough um, it, is this is the thing that carries over. You know, you, you talk about the idea of tradition and everyone wants to say that, you know, their football program or whatever they're doing has a particular tradition. But traditions take time. 
and they, they you know they take they, it's not just one year you can't establish a tradition in one year it, it it takes multiple years and what we've been able to do is you know the last four seasons where the playoffs were a thing we've we've made the playoffs so that's part of our tradition now this this program should always make the playoffs but to add into that tradition the, the idea that you know aiming for that better record and knowing that you got to earn that better record is, is really what you carry over. And, and when you're able to raise the expectations for your program, that's a big deal. Um, because, you know, everyone wants to say, well, you had a bad season that one year and, and our expectation is to improve from there, but you know, how are you doing it? You know, do you have players that are able to understand that what it's going to take to, to change that record? And, and now I think we do have, you know, players that have lived through that idea that, um, you know, seeing the improvement and, and seen us beating teams that in the past maybe we hadn't beaten. So that idea of expectation is a big thing we, we really want to carry into, into next year because when you, when you have expectations that have changed, everything that goes along with those expectations also changes. You know, the work ethic, what you need to do in the off season, what the expectations for commitment are, are all part of that. You know, there's been times in my life where I come into an organization, uh, join some sort of sport, whatever it may be, you know that they're going someplace when it's not just the coach, the, the boss, the leader who's setting the expectation. It's the other people that have been there for a few years before you. Do you now look at the juniors becoming seniors and the sophomores becoming juniors and expect them to look down at and help and pull up the younger kids and the kids that will be entering next year. Is that something that really sets what a program is? Because it just can't be you and the coaches, right? It has to be the players buying into it and saying, this is what Evergreen Park Mustang football is. This is what we've done over the last couple of years. And this is what we expect if you're going to play on the varsity team. Absolutely. You hit it on the head. Um, you know, I tell the kids all the time, you know, this isn't my program. You're not playing for me. You're playing for each other. This is your program. I, you know, no matter how hard I work, no matter what I do on Friday night, I'm not going to throw one touchdown pass, make one tackle, score one touchdown. You know, this is your program and I can help. I can, I can, you know, navigate the ship. I can set the direction. I can try to set the expectations, but in the end, it's the players that that will meet and exceed those expectations and will make the plays, and 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 their actions will dictate whether or not we're successful. So having the you know the players you know next year seniors understand that it is their program and it's, it's their leadership that's just as important as any coach's leadership is is what really leads to success, and that's when. You know, there's a, there's a saying that, you know, winning can per- perpetuate winning. And uh, that does happen. But it only happens when the players are being the ones that, that perpetuates that winning. Ideally, that's exactly what will happen, is that our older guys will show the younger guys what it takes to win, and, and they'll get on board, and, and the winning will continue. You mentioned to me, uh, I think, entering the postseason, it could have been last week, it was off the air, that you love playoff football, but you've been going at this for a long time. You know, back into the summer, it's been just a nonstop grind. Now that it's over, you know, you can look back on your season. You've had a chance to process it. Uh, what are you going to do with your spare time? Because uh, you have oodles of it all of a sudden, right? I mean, like all of a sudden, it's like you know, Jerry Verdi's got all kinds of time on his hands. 
Yeah, that's funny um, because, uh, you know, every year uh, any anybody who coaches any kind of sport, but football in particular, you know, summer camp starts in June and it carries through July. Uh, we started as early as we started. Uh, we started August 8th uh, this year with the regular season, and uh, it didn't get over until until Saturday. And it's it's just it's it's what I'm used to. It's what I've always done. And and you know if you take it back even further than that, we'll start our off season lifting program in January. You know, um, so it, it's a very long road. <laughs> when it when it ends, it's like I said, it, it's abrupt. Um, but uh, my family already has uh, laid claim to my time. <laughs> and. Uh, and, uh, that, uh, but that's fine. I, I mean, it's, it's something, obviously you don't realize all the things you've been missing until you're, you're doing them. And, uh, I've already experienced that a little bit, uh, you know, in the last couple of days. So, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting, but there's still a lot of other things to get done, even, you know, closing out a football season with making sure everything, all the equipment and uniforms get turned in and we have our awards night and, and things like that. So there's still things to do, but, um, not quite the time crunch that uh, we've been dealing with for the last, uh, heck, four months, six months, eight months, however you want to look at it. Wow. Head coach Jerry Verdi, the Evergreen Park Mustangs go eight and three, uh, get a playoff victory in the first round, and you can see a program that is building, especially over the last couple of years. And we've been really fortunate that. We've been able to follow along with it here on the EP podcast over the last couple of seasons. It's been kind of fun uh, to just be a little part of it and get the check in with you each and every week. And I'll, I'll miss our chats, but I look forward to talking to you again soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate it. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nude is basement. Broadcast basement. The Nudist Basement The Broad Basement Slancha The EP Podcast Heard everywhere podcasts can be found And always at theeppodcast.com